Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Hey, hello there. Welcome to today's episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show. This is episode 12, and this one is not based on any specific Bible verse, and it's not, um, so you might think, oh, how is this about a promise from God? I'm going to tell you what, this is going to show you something about the Lord. Hopefully, it's going to show you something about the Lord that you will carry with you all of your days so that you don't doubt him and don't question him, and above and beyond all that, that you never wonder if maybe, possibly, you might be able to totally mess up God's will and thwart his plans and make such a mess of things. Make a mistake here, take a misstep there, or just totally fumble and bumble it around like, you know, you throw a pick in the Super Bowl and it turns out being a pick six and it's like it costs you the the Lombardi trophy kind of a thing. I just want you to know you don't have that kind of power and I'm going to give you an example of that from my real world life. And now I don't want anybody to get their toes stepped on when I say you don't have that kind of power because that sounds a little aggressive, but you know what? It's true. You do not have enough power to totally disassemble God's work and God's will in this world. You can't do it. So take the pressure off because the pressure's never been on. It's just a misnomer that we think we're able to do things that we're not able to do. Okay. So My husband and I have been working with uh, young students, youth group, for, I don't know, a long time, like more than 10 years, more than a decade. And so we have uh, seen a lot of young people go through our youth. And one of the things that we do is every February we have like a Valentine's, um, you know, we talk about what love is and what love isn't. We review some fundamental love lies that everybody falls for in one facet or another. And then we like to have a married couple come in and we interview them. We go through kind of a, a Q&A process and it's kind of fun. And the questions, they get a list of questions and they can choose what ones they want to answer. And um, it's kind of, it's it's pretty neat. It mixes it up. It's not the same five questions every year. It's a long list. They pick what they want to talk about. And then the students are free to ask questions if they want. It's kind of a cool thing. So if you know anybody in youth ministry that needs an idea for something to do one night in February, this is a pretty good one. So last February, almost a year ago, I guess it would be, um, my husband and I were the ones who answered the questions. And one of our uh, amazing, um, I guess she's been, well, actually, she's awesome. She's been doing youth with this group of people longer than we have. She's amazing. She did the question part of it. And it was pretty, um, it was really fun. She did such a great job. And it was interesting to be on the other side of it. And it worked out really well for all the students there, too, because our own children are all at a point where they are either out of college or in college. And so they didn't have the weirdness of, oh, mom and dad's love story. I don't want to see that. So it eliminated that kind of ick factor for our own kids. So what happened was um, we realized that there's a a story that we have shared 
from our growing up years. My husband and I grew up in the same, we went to the same high school and it was a pretty small high school. It was not a big city school by any means. And I also want to tell you before I get all the way into this story, I was not raised as a Christian. I came to Christ. Jesus saved me when I was in my early 20s and my husband a couple of years after I was saved, about uh, probably about a year and a half after the Lord saved me, he saved my husband. So we were not um, Christ followers. Okay. So I was, uh, I guess I was 15. And I guess that means my husband would be, he would have been 16 years old. And we were about an hour from Omaha. That's the town we lived in. And there was this concert and he asked me to go to the concert with him. And his brother asked a friend of mine to go to the concert with him to be their dates to the concert. And the concert was 38 Special and Bon Jovi, right? So in the 80s, you know, kind of a cool concert, right? So yeah, we decide to go. We, we, you know, we get ready, we go, we're on our way, the long hour long drive into Omaha in my husband's brother's kind of classic, um, it was a restored uh, Chevelle uh, Super Sport and SS. It was a nice car and uh, we get there and we realize they didn't actually have tickets for us. They, they had two tickets that they had pre-purchased before they decided to ask us to go with them to the concert. They had no tickets for us. Well, this is Bon Jovi. Um, yeah, there were no tickets to be had. There were no tickets to be had. So, so you got these two guys who have a decision to make. What are they going to do? They only have two tickets and there are four people there. And by the way, it was the dead of winter in Nebraska. It was cold. You know what they did? They gave us the keys. They said, go sit in the car. Please don't start the car because we don't want you to use any gas and you're not allowed to drive it. So sit in the freezing cold car for however long this concert lasts and we'll see you later. Peace out. Well, I'm telling you, um, my heritage is Irish. I am a five on the Enneagram and I am very type A and that did not fly with me. That did not fly with me. Obviously, we did start the car. We didn't drive it anywhere, but we didn't sit there freezing. I think they thought we wouldn't know what to do because it was a stick, but uh, we knew what to do. We know how to start a car even when it's a, a manual transmission and you're, you know, yeah, anyway, and I'm not saying that so much about my husband as uh, his brother, I think, really thought we were going to wreck his car. We didn't wreck his car. We didn't hurt his car at all. But um, anyway, so uh, I did not go on another date with my husband after that. It was a long car ride home. We went to a very small school where we saw each other daily. There was no way around it. I mean, I'm talking about his class graduated like 30 students. Mine was a whopper of a huge class, and it had 52 kids in it. So this is a small school. And this was a lot of years, a lot of years. He had graduated from college before I would go out with him again. And the only reason I did is because he had grown up quite a bit. He had really grown up. So um, we have some students in our youth group who have heard that story different times throughout the years. And one young man in particular, who is very especially dear to my heart and my husband's heart. He's just, we've known him since he was born and we just, uh, uh, we love this kid beyond belief. I guess young man, I shouldn't say kid, but um, he really, that's like his favorite story about my husband and I, because it gives him such hope that he can't mess it up. And, um, you know, it's funny when we would, when my husband first would share that story, he's really good at 
analogies and finding ways to make connections for these young people from the life that they're living right now with real people with skin on who are walking on the earth now and and showing them how God's word applies to that situation. He's amazing at it. He does a great job at that. And this is one of those sort the first time he talked about it is when um you know when that that it was he was trying to make a point and then it has come up multiple different times through the years and sometimes they'll even ask about it and when a new student comes and joins a youth group there have been times that the kids will say you got to tell them about Bon Jovi got to tell them about Bon Jovi we've had students who had one student who looked up where Bon Jovi was touring and said you need to take your wife to this concert uh they're going to be in Russia this winter make it happen it's just hilarious but this one young man has grabbed a hold of it as just a sense of encouragement that you can't undo what God wants to get done. I didn't want anything to do with my husband. I was really just perturbed by that. It was cold. Uh, We had an encounter with some really not nice guys in the parking lot. And it was like, you know, we didn't have mace or anything. And we're sitting in a car with the, the windows up and the doors locked. But like, what do we do? We promised we wouldn't drive the car. Now, if we had needed to, we would have driven away. But you're, you're not very safe when you're like, these guys could break the window so easily. They're very drunk, probably uh, more than drunk. Maybe they're under the influence of other things and they are being very aggressive and they know that we're alone. It was scary. It was a long, long time of me saying, I can't date a guy who treats me like that. I can't date a guy who treats me like that. And so um, then years go by and I did date a guy the exact same guy. He wasn't the same and that he didn't treat me that way, but you get the point that I'm making. We, God had a plan for my husband and I, and my stubbornness and my husband's um, silly, immature, you know, whatever you want to call it, choice to let me sit in a cold car could not undo God's plan, could not undo God's plan. And there's more to the story than that. I had just moved back to that town um, to rent a house with some friends. Uh, It was really inconvenient for me. It made my drive to and from my job really far. It just was more expense than I really wanted to spend, but that's what I needed to do. Uh, I didn't know why, but then I started dating my now husband at that time, future husband. So uh, I just want to share that with you today. I had someone ask, um, the woman that we do youth with, who's just amazing, had her say, you should share about that sometime on your podcast. So if you're feeling like maybe you're nervous, if you have that thing inside of you that ever feels like you cannot, uh, how do I even want to say this? Get hesitant? Do you get afraid? Do you think that, oh, I don't want to mess it up so bad? In particular regarding who you're supposed to marry. It's such a big life decision. It's the biggest decision you will make on this planet Second only to choosing to follow Jesus, to let him be your Lord and Savior. It's a massive decision. It's, I hope this encourages you that you cannot mess it up so badly. You cannot undo God's will because he did there what everybody would have deemed impossible. And there's still plenty of people who are shocked that we are still married. So um, yeah, God is good. Is he not? God is good. So be encouraged. You do not have the power to totally wreck your own life and remove God's hand. Uh, he's sovereign, and he's He's good, and he's sovereign, and he's so good at being sovereign. So be encouraged today. Okay, that is it for this episode. Again, it's super short because it's just an aside, kind of a different type of a podcast. So I'm so glad you joined me. Thank you so much, and uh, I hope to see you back here next time for episode 
13, I guess. We're going to be on 13 next time. So Lord bless you and have a wonderful day. See you then. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.